<laughs> can you hear me okay? <laughs> we can hear you fine. All right, so. I wasn't sure because I decided to use my little AirPod earbud thingy. And so I just wanted to make sure you could hear me. No, yeah. We, nah, we, you're you're good and clear. Yeah, you're good and clear. So for yeah. for anyone that doesn't know that that sweet voice that's on the phone right now, that is the one and only Bonica Brown. Right now, I, I believe you're still the, the number one female super heavyweight powerlifter in the world, aren't you? I, I think so. <laughs> like, I think so. As of the last standings before the whole corona thing, yeah, I'm pretty sure you're still – um, top dog in the female so world. So humbling. The best answer. I don't know. I think so. I know, yeah. She's like, I don't know. I just I just lift shit. I don't worry about <laughs> positionings and world rankings. Thank you. I don't think of that, honestly. Like, when anybody asks me what my total is, I have no idea. Like, I know it in kilos, but obviously nobody wants to answer in kilos. And it's like, do you have a calculator? I don't know. <laughs> You know, I I only get to compete with Ray Williams every so often, so it's no big deal. <laughs> right, I don't know what Ray so it's something huge, a thousand something, is it? I don't know. His is like, his is like twenty three hundred or something like that. I don't know. Oh, okay. I was saying kilos. Uh, yeah. <laughs> see, I don't have time to do that math in my head. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think, like, I know my PR, I don't, actually, I don't know what PR total is raw, I don't know. Well, I, it's, I know it's six something, well, see, Eclipse, I know what that is because I'm butthurt over it, so <laughs> I know that one. Well, and see, because you compete in the USAPL, like, it's all, it's all sleeved anyway, right? Uh, well, yeah, raw lifting, yeah, but Eclipse, um... You know, that's when we get to use our suits and our knee wraps and bench shirts and stuff. And how often, or like, how many meets did you do um, equipped like that? Oh, what, my whole career? No, I'm just saying, like, over oh. the last maybe, like, I don't know, a year, like, before everything went down? Um, so, what, 2019... Um, I only did two equipments. I did Equip Nationals and Equip World. But on the raw side, I did, um, I did, well, Iceland. I was in Iceland, but then, like, that's a trader overstretched me and kind of hurt me. So that was supposed to be a raw meet. I still did it. I just had, you know, token lifts. Um... <laughs> And then, I mean, poked it as in, like, a first warm-up because I was hurting so bad. But I wasn't going to bomb out of a meet. Like, I I was not going to not compete. I was going to do something. Right. Um, and then I did, yeah, Raw Worlds and Raw Nationals. But I also did two Strongman meets. So I did a normal Strongman meet, and then I went to Strongman Nationals last year. But the year before that, that was, like, the year that I did, like, a lot of extra stuff. <laughs> like, gotcha. Got, yeah, you know, like like playing Pokemon Go every single day. I try. <laughs> I don't get to every day. Like when I get to my friends in Boston, I'm like, you have no Pokestops nearby. There's no gyms in sight. This is horrible. Oh my and God. I walked around, and I, because as a level 40 player, you can submit Pokestops, and they go away there, and, um, you know, get an upgrade and hopefully get approved. And I did get a Pokestop approved by their house. <laughs> so, the, so that way I'm the next... I'm working on four other ones. So that way the next time you go, you at least have something. <laughs> Yeah, because I did it. That's a very committed Pokemon Go. Uh-huh. Did you ever play the original Pokemon? Of course. I got The first one I played was Pokemon Yellow on the Game Boy. Oh, my God. So I have a younger brother who's this. I always tell people this story who play Pokemon Go. I have a brother who's 12 years younger than me, and when Pokemon Go came out, he got super into it. And so I was, uh, I wasn't living in San Diego yet, and so I go, bro, let me show you something. And I showed him Pokemon Red. And I'm showing him the game, and you can see the look of his face is just so disappointed. He goes, how do you catch the Pokemon? I'm like, you got to battle them, and you got to throw a ball at them by pressing A. And he was unimpressed, but he'll never know the true grind. Like, Yeah, honestly, I'm going to use this phrase, and I never thought I would use this phrase. Kids today 
do not know <laughs> how hard it was to get magic how hard it was. To, Ga- to Gyarados <laughs> with just splash. No, they don't understand anything nowadays. I'm like, yeah, you just throw it and hope to catch it. But you also forgot you got to battle and like make it as small HP as possible yep. to catch it. Yep, exactly. <laughs> oh, well, man. They don't know. They yeah. just don't know. They just swipe. <laughs> They're like, I'm going to catch the no, Pokemon. They don't. No. No, they don't. And then, like, how do you, like, I did show somebody that knows the original game. And, like, I showed them my inventory. They're like, how do you have multiple Kyogres? Like, how do you have multiple Mewtwo? Who supposed to have one? So, like, that's where they got it. But it's like, what the this? You can have multiples of everything. <laughs> Oh my god. Except certain ones. Okay, Mew, we can only have one, and some of these one. Okay, like some stuff it is one, but. I'm just, I think I'm just getting more and more impressed that you're naming more and more Pokemon that came after the 150 original, like Celebi. Like a lot of people don't even know where Celebi even came from. Yeah. Um, it's just some mythical Pokemon thing. I don't know. Oh, there's the humbling part. I don't know. See? I've said too much already. Hey, I don't know this newer gen stuff. Like, when I was the Pearl and oh, no, no, no. Do, Platinum. Do, like, there's a... I shit you not. There's a Pokemon that looks like a, a garbage bag. Oh, no. I've... I saw... Oh. Go ahead. Yeah, that's rubbish. That's already came out. Yeah, I know. But I'm like, really? They're... <laughs> They're getting so uncreative. So I got so right before <laughs> quarantine started, I'm like, okay, I need something to keep me busy. So I got Pokemon Shield on my Nintendo Switch. I'm like, I'm gonna try. It. I haven't played Pokemon since Game Boy Advance. Pokemon Ruby is the last one I bought, and so I buy Pokemon Shield. I start playing it, and just all the new Pokemon. There's like, like there's one that's like a snow cone. Like they're not being as you said creative, mm-hmm. and I and I and I was so disappointed. I'm like, these aren't these are, these are trash. Yeah, this is shit. Yeah, le- legit. They probably have a Pokemon that looks like shit. <laughs> I give it. I, give I don't it have the Twitch, so Pokemon. I don't know. You. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, how how has um, uh, training and everything been like with all this going on? Well, like, so when the COVID thing started, I did it. So honestly, my gyms that I go to, they've been open the whole time. I wasn't going to broadcast that and have people hate me. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, honestly, that's like that's like here in California. There's still some gyms, not obviously not like big corporate gyms, but there are still some gyms here in town that are staying open. But a, a few of them have actually, like, lawyered up so that way if if uh the city tries to come in to shut them down they can be like nope we can stay open under these um precautions and rules so it's like oh yeah that's that's what they've been doing there and actually it's funny that you said that about your gym um jp price the last time we had him on he's like yeah i mean because we're such a small town like law enforcement know that you know, people got to come and train and everything like that. So they, they leave us alone. Oh, that's nice. So, yeah, yeah but they have just, should have just driven to KC every once in a while. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. But JP also, uh, mentioned like they have done everything to go up and beyond oh, to yeah. where they're booking slot times, only letting a max of like 10 people in the gym. So it's not that they're making yeah. it do the normal free for all. Like they're taking that extra step. And yeah. that's why they get left alone. Yeah. Yeah, so that's how one of the gyms were here. Um, they were only allowed to have 10 people in, including the employees at one time, but you could only work out for an hour. So it's like, well, I'm not going to get a workout done in an hour. So I didn't go. Right. Um, my other gym, it's actually really big, and but it's still a private-owned gym. And, like, when all the corporate gyms closed, like um, the Planet Fitness, the lifetime well, I don't think yeah, I'm pretty sure lifetime goes. Um, Genesis, um, anytime, like any of the corporate ones, once those codes, everybody flocked to my my main gym. And it's like, I'm not going. So I didn't I actually didn't go to any of my gyms until May. Oh, like wow. I do have a setup here at home. I just didn't publicize it. And I do have a setup here at home in my apartment. Like I have a platform. 
Um, I'm I'm a first floor bottom apartment too. I make sure of that. When I, live. <laughs> oh, I was just saying. I'm like, God, your neighbors must really fucking hate you. <laughs> oh no, they do. She did. She did. She mailed the property manager on me. Yeah. <laughs> and because I I was working out like at 9 p.m. and she is an old lady. And but the guy really likes me. And he's like, you're probably looking because of COVID in your apartment. I'm like, yeah, I am. He's like, I'm like, well, I will make sure to be done like with any like heavy lifting deadlifts and like i'll stop doing anything like that until 8 30 but like i might do some other lighter stuff after that he's like yes it's like any dropping just be done by 8 30 i'm like okay cool you're uh you're so, a, so we have an agreement you're a pioneer agreement. <laughs> everyone's doing garage gyms you're going a step above and doing apartment gyms now <laughs> I don't have a garage. Like, we have a parking garage for everybody. I don't have a garage. So I have a legit 8x8 platform that you make for a competition. I have that in my apartment. That is... I have the two, you know... That is so funny. Do you have any roommates? No, it's just a one-bedroom apartment. Oh, I was going to say, I'm like, God, your room... I can imagine your roommates coming in. (laughs) Be like, this is my room. This is my roommate's gym. Here's our kitchen. I always jump on business opportunities. You allow, I don't know, six to ten people to just give you money for a hour space for your your gym apartment. You won't have to pay rent every month at all. I think good work. My apartment's not that big. No, I know, but that's why you schedule between like 6 a.m. and 8.30, you get at least eight people in there and pay their membership fees and include a couple of free training lessons. Boom. I just have a power rack. That's all I have. Hey, like, a I power rack is all you need now. Yeah, hey, right. Hey, huh? Nick just waited four months for plates, and he just got them in. I'm pretty sure you'll find some people who are willing to pay some money just to be able to touch a weight. Just give me five more minutes, please. Oh, cool. Like here in Nebraska, everything is like, like I said. My gyms have been open the whole time, and like, and the other corporate gyms, they've honestly opened back up. So like, it's it's like chill. I don't know. Like honestly, everything like here in Nebraska, I think is basically back to normal. Honestly. Hmm. Yeah, you don't you don't hear a whole lot about Nebraska with the whole COVID thing. Yeah, I actually didn't no. know you lived in Nebraska. I, when Nick was talking to me about you coming on, I'm like, yeah, what time is she going to be uh, coming over? And he was like, well, she lives in Nebraska, uh, unless you expect her to get a plane ticket. And I'm like, well, of course. <laughs> well, I didn't know I had to fly out. I didn't know that part now. <laughs> oh, yeah, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, I flew to Boston. It's just like, so basically when you travel, like, People are still traveling, and all you got to do is just look up the restrictions for, like, each state that you're going to and whatnot. And I guess basically now the conclusion is take a quick test or COVID test, whatever, and make sure you get the results before you travel, and then you can just go. Oh, interesting. That's what it it seems like. That's what it seems like. I haven't, like, dwelled into hardcore research, but, like, just hearing and talking to people, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, my um, my fiancé and I, we... Oh, and by the way, my fiancé is probably extremely jealous that she can't be here talking to you. Um, Uh-oh. But, <laughs> um, we, uh, we went to Flagstaff, what was it, like, a week ago now, I think? No, you went to Flagstaff, like, al- was it two almost weeks? two weeks ago. Uh, almost two weeks ago, we went to Flagstaff. And, um, you know, one of the main things that we were looking at is like okay when we get there do we have to go into like a mandatory quarantine are we gonna have to go into a mandatory uh, quarantine when we come back to san diego nope none of that like we we got through the checkpoint we got through um through everything the one thing actually i forgot to tell you michael 
uh, when we got through the checkpoint going into Arizona, um, the border patrol, they, you know, they stopped us for a couple minutes, you know, asking the normal questions like, are you guys U.S. citizens? Are you, you know, this and that? He looks over at me, sir, your beard is legendary. Have a great day. I'm like, what the actual fuck? <laughs> like, does that mean my beard can get us out of being arrested? Like, what? It's like, sir, pull out your license registration, please. <laughs> Officer, before I do that, can you take a look at this beard? <laughs> By God, man. And the license would be like a naked face, no beard. It close. Like, I don't have as much of a beard on my license as I do now. You know what I just realized? What? Completely off topic. So when I was back home, my uh, grandpa showed me this show that him and my grandmother are obsessed with called Naked and Afraid. <laughs> oh, God. Don't tell me you saw someone on there that looked like no, me. No, I think we should get you on that show. Fuck that. I think you would do really well. I don't think so. Why? <laughs> she goes, why? <laughs> Well, they, they teach you how to do that stuff before you go out. Like no, they, they don't. Yeah, they do. No, they don't. You want to bet? What do you want to bet? I bet you California breakfast burritos next time. I don't think you have to have some knowledge. So they, they give you basic training before you go out so you know how to make a fire so you don't die. No, I don't think they do. I swear, because I, they like. I feel bring, like I feel like they just go. <laughs> Good luck, fuckers. Because they bring out. <laughs> can they bring one? You can bring one item with you. Right. No, I know that. But like the point of the show is to see how far you can survive, and so they give them basic survival training. That's what. Uh, that's what I've. That's what my grandfather told me. Because I. That's what your grandfather told you. But that's what I, I had the same thing. I thought to myself, like, they're gonna let these people go naked and just go out into the wild. Yeah. And he goes, you yeah, know, they do. They do basic training first. I think they're like I don't. They don't just pick an average Joe off the street. Like there's somebody that knows some some something that they've done. In, like that's like a like they're a hunter or they're a survival guide person or something like that. They, or they've gone camping for like six months. Or if you had, I just finished if, watching alone if yesterday. You, actually, if you had to go on the, if you had to go on that show, how long do you think you would last? Me? Well, I, have, I don't, like, if I had the little slit thing to make a fire, that would be my one item. But, like, I, I don't know. Probably not that long. <laughs> I was like, because huh. you don't have anything to make a net with a fish, and, like, spearing a fish is, like, impossible. And, like, it's like, I don't know how to make a snare, so you wouldn't have anything in the wire. Maybe I would, that would be my item. Be wire for a snare, but then you need string to do the wood thing, the wooden bows, chicken bow, whatever it is. So like, there's one item just doesn't work. More I think about it. Yeah, I think uh, I I saw one episode where the guy made his own hatchet, and he made his own like it's like he welded his own hatchet. Uh, but before we continue, Nick, what were the results on Google that you found? Go fuck yourself. I won. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the results were <laughs> they do they yeah nick found the results yeah, they, they, do they train. train you for three days well but like they still can't like the only thing i say like that's not going to be do they just take any average joe off the street though and go on the show yeah there like, was like ex navy so seals and or like professional survivalists or something like that so yeah like, that's yeah. why that's why i yeah. thought they didn't train because like a lot of these people that go on already should know something. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I, I did see that uh, each contestant is paid $5,000 after completing the 21 days. Only $5,000? Only $5,000. Oh, that's right. Cause it's more like a – it's more like a – how can I explain it? It's more like for reputation than it's, really it's for money. It's more of an experience. Yeah, I'm not going to go naked and afraid for 21 days for five grand. <laughs> you you add another five onto that, and then I'll think about it. Maybe add another 10 grand. Another 10? Oh, yeah. I'd do it for 15. Like, I did a hike the other day, yeah. and I'm already, like, I was already crying. So it's like, I can't imagine doing that naked and being afraid on top of that. <laughs> you, you were crying? No, I wasn't crying. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I can kind of, I can believe that. <laughs> oh, man. So, have you ever, guys, heard, have you heard of Alone? That show? No, what's Alone. that show? No. It's it's on Netflix. I I found it 
And so, like, the one that I watched, this is season six, was the only season on it. It's, like, they had ten contestants, and they dropped them off in the Arctic in Canada. And they just had to live off the land. They can have ten items. And so there's a set list of, you know, I don't know, X amount of items, and they pick ten from that. And then they just live off the land. Well, the shelter and just and whoever is the last one standing gets um, um, $500,000. Holy shit. Yeah. So, like, one guy tapped out in day four because he, like, walked just wrong on rocks and, like, dislocated his knee. Oh. Um, they, like, a guy, like, he couldn't find any food. He was just done. He's like, I'm tapping out. I'm going insane. And... Um, like he killed a squirrel that was kind of his friend, and I remind it was story books. I can't think of it. Like he like killed his buddy, you know, to survive. Um, and then like um, one guy, he like I thought he was gonna be one of the top two left, but he uh, burnt his shelter like day seventy something, and went up in flames. He's like, I have to tap out. I have no shelter. It's winter, you know. He's like, don't tap out. Or they will, like, give medical tests, and if your BMI is too low, which obviously all the sisters despise BMI, um, you know, they made those people uh, tap out. But it was pretty cool to watch them live off the land, and like I was talking about snares and everything. Um, do what they got to do to survive and win. Wow, and so it's, like, no time limit, just how long they can last? Yep. The last one standing. Do you I think, think it, was, do, it was 77 days, I think. It was. Days. You think you could do that? Well, I never got to have, like, I'd watch a lot of stuff on TV, but, like, where they were, I don't like the cold. They were in the Arctic. <laughs> but that's good for, like, your meat to stay cold and whatnot. But where they were, it was like almost impossible because it was there was a fire years prior, so there's like hardly any wildlife. But that scenario probably not because it was like nothing. <laughs> but I do like the wilderness though, and like I would love to learn how to like all those skills. I think it would be cool to like learn all that. But I have no idea how long I'd last. No idea. <laughs> Um, just, oh. just finding food. That's how long you can last. Is just finding food. That's that's you know, like one guy had to tap out because he couldn't find anything. So it just depends on the food source. Jeez. Um. So going off topic from the survivalist thing. <laughs> um, going off topic from our already off topic. Today, yeah, going off topic from our original off topic. Um. <laughs> So I, I just I just thought about this. Um, so okay. how how long have you competed within the USAPL? Like since you started lifting or Um yeah, that was so that's just like I'm old to the sport but I'm still young in a way. Like, um I just turned thirty two. You're so still like, you're so still in the open like, class, so you're good. <laughs> so I'm young but I'm old. So I've been exposed to powerlifting, like USA powerlifting, since 2003. Oh, wow. And, yeah, so I started when I was a kid. And so, um, like, kids nowadays have all this internet and social media, find out federations and people and everything. It's different now than what it was then. Back then, it's dial-up internet, if you had internet at home. Yep. Like, there's kids in my school that didn't have internet. And you, like, the way to find out information was the old USA Powerlifting magazine. That was how you found out about competitions and results and read articles. And there was an internet research. And so I always found about USA Powerlifting because of when I was working in high school, there was this other school called Plainwell. Like, I went to Climax Scott, and Plainwell saw the diamond in the rough, they saw me and they're like, this girl is good. We got to get her into powerlifting more than beyond, you know, high school, you know, just high school PE lifting. And, um, I did my first meet and it was in April, 2003. And it was called a no frills, which more of these meets should happen. 
Um, so basically, a no frills meet is is just a qualifier. No medals, no trophies, no points, no nothing. It's just qualifier meet. In here, lift, have fun. You're good for nationals or any other meet, whatever you're doing. Right. Um, and so that was my first meet. It was a great learning experience. Um, learning the commands on bench because there wasn't really any in like my high school meets. Um, but that's how I got exposed. So my whole career. So um, it was April 2003 to February 2008, and then I came back um, April 2013 to now. Damn. Yeah. I wish I would have like started said, in high school. I'm old and young. <laughs> right. I feel like that's how everyone in powerlifting is, though. Like, you f- your body feels like you're 50, but you're really only 20. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I'm going to be 28 in a few weeks, and my joints tell me I'm 45. Oh, I saw Nick squat for the first time in months, and we're at his house and his backyard gym and he's just warming up and I just keep hearing this noise and I'm like, what's that? And he goes, Oh, it's my knee. Uh, yeah. My, my knees, my, my knees pop like even doing 135 for a quick set of like eight or 10, they pop no matter what. But once they pop during that set, they don't really do it throughout my, the rest of my workout. So it's like, it's just that initial, like, Okay, waking up the knees. But it's so scary, though, because you come down and you feel your whole body crack as you come up. You're like, oh, man. <laughs> better Eight than it. <laughs> better than rep? Yeah. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Whoa. I do cardio sometimes. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Nick doesn't look like it, but we went on a oh, Halloween. Why do you always got to bring this shit up? Because it's literally the best moment ever. Oh, had my with you. God. We were, um, his fiance and my fiance, we all four of us did a double date and we went to like a Halloween maze scare thing. And at the end, these guys with chainsaws that are revving up and chasing us. And I've never seen Nick in jeans sprint, perfect form, perfect speed. Just, I've never seen a big man run that fast. In person, and, and and I was shocked. I can't believe he just booked it. Well, and, and then of course, and of course, they're all like, "Damn, we're impressed." But hey, you left us behind. <laughs> I'm like, I heard a fucking I chainsaw. <laughs> I know how you feel. I was with my friends from Norway. They were visiting in Florida, and I crashed their vacation. And we're at Universal Studios during the Halloween time. Oh, and yeah. And all the clowns kept coming after me. I was so <laughs> tired of it. I hated it. <laughs> I mean, we're going after them. It was just me. One had a chainsaw, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had a water cover. I'm like, yes. Oh, my goodness. Um, I was so tired of it. <laughs> uh, also... Uh, another question. So you've been part of USAPL pretty much your entire lifting career. Have you ever thought of going into another federation for at least like one or two meets? Or do you think you're going to just stick with um, this federation? No, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. <laughs> no, I'm, I don't want to leave our federation because we're like, because, well, obviously it was the only thing that I was exposed to when I was a kid. But right. it made sense. Like, USA powerlifting. Cool. It's drug-free, you know? Yeah, there's drug tests, and yeah, there's people that, you know, probably take stuff and hide it and ask it really well or whatever. You know, all those conspiracies. But it's the biggest federation. I like rules. People throw a fit about how they can't wear a goofy-looking singlet. That's like, well, you know, it's just like Catholic schools with like uniforms, okay? Like, we have uniforms. That's all. One, like, pl- one plus SB- you know, S- SBD sponsors nationals, don't they? Well, they don't sponsor nationals. There's just athletes that they sponsor, and like, oh, just, okay. everybody just buys their equipment, too. Gotcha. So it's just gotcha. like everybody buys it. Right. But, but even before SBD, you know, people throw a fit about the strict rules. It's like, well, we like rules. You know, there's just people that like rules, you know, like structure. You know, you don't want wishy-washy stuff, and that's what I like. And and it's also, our federation, we get to truly go against other people around the world, and all the other people like the same rules and the structure and the strictness of it and and just have a natty pride and... 
and I just wanted to, I just was cheap with it, you know, <laughs> you know, and like some lifters, you know, like a lot, like just people from my gym, they start out USAPL and then, you know, they just don't like the tough competition and they just go to another one because it's easier competition. They want the gold medal. That's happened to a couple of people. Now, I don't say it to their face, but they know I think it. Right, right. <laughs> now, I, I like, I, I, I do like USAPL for the simple fact, you know, no one in that federation is taking anything. And like you said, if they are taking anything, then they are doing a very, very damn good job of hiding it. <laughs> yeah. But, <clears throat> like, uh, so, one, one person that I can think of off the top of my head and I know he's done the tests and everything like that. And he's come back, um, negative, but for the longest time, I thought Blaine Sumner was running something cause he is just, he's always tested negative. I when no, did he test positive? no, that, no, that's what I'm saying. Or, uh, yeah, uh, no, that, that's what I'm saying. Like before I saw him post something about testing negative, uh, for the, uh, for the test, I was like, this guy's gotta be, on something he's just freakishly strong this is this was when i first started lifting so i'm like holy shit and then he would show i'm like huh son of a bitch <laughs> well so one thing about blaine we've kind of known each other since college oh wow like so i know he's like i we just always kept in touch since 2006 2005 2006 or something like that. And so, like, that's one thing. Like, that's something that, like, Joe Capilino mentions also. You got to know the person's background and history. So, Blaine, he's been lifting since he was a kid. And it's just years and years of a slow buildup of getting to where he is now. Um, and so, a lot of lifters, like a lot of newbies, they come in and they think we've only been lifting, like, two, three years. And then, like, boom, here's this person lifting 800 pounds a day or something on squat. And they're like, oh, they did that in two years. I want to do that in two years. Right. So, like, he's, Blaine's just been listening a long time. He did football um, in college, and um, he's just always been a strong guy. And it just kept, like, the bench, that thing, like, frequently increased. But I know there's a special formula to a bench shirt. And we just got to, got like, loose, tight, tight here, loose here, bigger here, angle this, whatever. Yeah. There's a Frankenstein shirt. I know it. Maybe you need to start doing his uh, his chicken shakes. Uh, <laughs> they look gross. Yeah, every time I've seen it, he, he legit. So this, this lifter, Blaine Sumner, uh-huh. big, huge guy. Like he's the epitome he's of team no. Heart, too. He, no, I'm sure he probably is, but he's the epitome of team no neck. Like he has no neck, so he's just body head, and he actually he makes a chicken protein shake. Like he'll take pieces of chicken and like blend it, like cooked chicken, like cooked chicken, yes, yeah. and liquefy it. What and drink it. Wait. Well, you know what's funny is like I messaged him a few weeks ago. I'm like, send me the best video of your chicken shake. I gotta find it. <laughs> that, I, yeah, honestly, okay, I'm, yeah, yeah I, you gotta chicken, show me because it's an egg white. I'm not gonna lie; it sounds kind of interesting, and I think I would try it at least once. It looks yeah. disgusting, especially after he forgot one in the car one time. Uh, oh, wait, what's the color of it? Like a beige chicken. tan, <laughs> like chicken. chicken. Yeah, chicken. Because I'm thinking, like, I'm thinking this thing looks like a thick, like, off-white oatmeal. Oh my god. Yeah, chicken shakes. It but, doesn't. It's not as thick as I thought it was gonna be. Really? Because it looks pretty damn thick. Well, chunky. That looks like pancake batter. Like I see. I was thinking it was gonna be like <laughs> almost like clam chowder, but no clam. No, but chicken. he uh, he. Po- I can't remember if he actually posted it on his. Uh, on his Instagram or if he just put it in a story, but, um, someone commented, do you ever eat any solid meals? And he replied, usually not usually. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. But he, uh, he posted something saying that he forgot, <clears throat> he forgot uh, a shake in his car and it was like, it looked like jello. Like it came out like, oh. like gelatin. <clears throat> Yeah, I'm like, oh god, I can smell this video. <laughs> like one message, one video he sent me. It looks like it's green peppers and a red pepper and water and chicken. Is one that he did one time. 
And yeah, yeah the because the peppers give it flavor. <laughs> he, oh, because he cooks kebabs and then you just put them in the blender. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> I mean, what else are you going to do, like, I guess? Yeah, and this other one, it looks like it's just a chicken and spinach and water. But I know he has used egg whites before, too. Is it just like more convenient for him to eat it faster, or probably? I mean, he's probably constantly. I think so. Oh, because he's tired of chewing. He's just tired of chewing and eating all the time. Oh, that's true. I don't when you're him. when you're at that size, you do have to eat a lot. I remember one time, I'm like, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to eat. I forgot what it was. So many calories in the day, and so I was eating like steak salad after steak salad, and I got a point where I'm like, I just don't want to eat anymore. Like I'm tired of eating. Yeah. And I tried it for I tried it yeah. for I tried it for one week and I stopped because I'm like I I'm tired of it I'm tired of waking up eating two hours later eating two and a, two and a half hours later eating I just I, I I'm like I can't do it oh dude the people that I work with um like they don't get it like I tell them yeah I got to try to eat at least like five times a day and I'll bring at least like like I'll eat at home before going to work and then I'll bring two more meals with me to work and then I'll eat two more times when I get home. And they just look at me like, how are you able to do that? I was like, because I burn it off so fucking quickly. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, what's, what's, what's your, uh, Oh, you know what? Actually talking about like weird meals. Do you have any weird meals that you make while training? Like I knew, I know a guy who used to hard build eggs and take out the yolk cause it's and, and fill the, and fill it with peanut butter instead and have egg whites and peanut butter as a snack. Do you have any like weird Ew. things that you do during your training or anything like that for like meal prepping? I don't eat like 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 while I'm in the gym working out training or just like daily life eating. Like 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 it's like you're, like you're like you're at like peak training season and you have let's say you're getting ready for nationals. Yeah, like do you have any weird things like do you do any blended chicken shakes? <laughs> That you do to make it more convenient or like anything weird that people would be like, what the fuck? But like, it's good or it gets you to where you need to get. No. That makes sense. I, I'm such a boring eater. Like, be, like I was just making eggs and taters earlier. You know, I was just doing that and like, I am such a basic food person. I don't do anything extravagant. Um, but no, I don't like my diet. It doesn't really change much. I just rotate from chicken to steak, you know, red meat, chicken, red meat, chicken, back and forth. Like, I love making my chicken curry. That's an extravagant thing I make. Ooh, what color curry? <laughs> That's red. Ooh, I like red curry. I'm a big yellow curry fan. Oh, yeah, I guess, yeah, it's red. Yeah. And then, like, a friend of mine, he made jalapeno powder, and I added that to it, and it made it, like, hot. In a good way, hot. Like, it was awesome. I keep bugging her to make me more, but he hasn't. <laughs> you said jalapeno powder? <laughs> yeah, he, I don't know how he really did it. He, like, I guess he dried them, and then he cut them up, and then he dehydrated them somehow, and he made powder. Oh, wow, and that's like, like bitching. I love yeah, anything spicy. he made jalapeno spicy. salt also. My uh, yeah. my big thing to adding my meals to make them spicy, like when I have like um, like when I want to eat a lot more clean, uh, my fiance will make like uh, sauteed veggies and stuff like that. Like she'll meal prep for us a lot during the week, and so to make the uh, uh, to like add to the veggies, I love adding either like sriracha or red chili flakes. Oh, because I like it, it's I love my veggies spicy, and then recently I've been obsessed with like Thai chili paste. Yeah, that's one of the things I put into my um, chicken curry is that. Straight that fire. That gives it the red color also. Nick doesn't like spicy. Yeah. Nick has a, a Nick can't even handle like a jalapeno. We went to, we went out to we went to dinner one time and the the they had uh, table side guacamole, <clears throat> like they mashed it in front of us, and we were like, yeah, we'll yeah. get the guacamole. And she's like, do you want to add any jalapenos? And we we're like, oh no, no 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 spicy. And I was like, oh. Shut up, okay? Nick, Nick can't have spicy guacamole. I would like I my insides like to stay on the inside. Yeah. Huh? I would like my insides to stay on the inside, Man, not burn out. You got to build a tolerance. You can shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that 
That's literally our well, relationship. I don't like guacamole. It's all yucky, mushy, green crap. What? Oh, you, well, I don't you... like avocados. I don't like guacamole. Okay, no, we officially we, we officially can't post this episode yeah, now. Yeah, thank God you live in Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> don't ever come to my town Hi. ever. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I like venison. Okay. She said you like medicine? Venison. Oh. Venison. I'm sorry. I thought, I, thought she, I thought she was like, I like medicine. I'm like, oh. She likes eating Bambi. I like Bambi. I like making Bambi loaf if I ever get any. <laughs> no, deer jerky is really good. I like my Bambi loaf slow. We haven't had that. <laughs> well, how about you make it and send it to us? Yeah, overnight. Yeah. Overnight. Uh, overnight with ice packs. <laughs> Dry ice. Dry ice. There Dry you ice. go. Yeah. <laughs> God. That's what a friend in Boston, Kathy, she said she'll make me cookies and overnight them. <laughs> Honestly, so I work at a UPS store. You have no idea how many people actually do that. Like, they'll send. Really? Oh, yeah. They'll send cookies. They'll send. <laughs> shit. That... They'll send fucking any possible food item that you could possibly think of. We we don't know. We don't know. Like they just tell us what it is. We put it in the system as what it is, but that's pretty much it. <laughs> oh my gosh, the people do it. Well, I was like cookies would be easy. Like what? Like cake would be hard to shift. You know, like well, like the frosty would be all gushy and something. Yeah, like, I've I've shipped a cake before. What you have? Yeah. <laughs> Huh. Yeah, someone shipped a cake before. My uh, my brother lives up north, and he likes that. Uh, in San Diego, we have this big thing called Screwball Whiskey. It's peanut butter whiskey. And my brother always asked me to send him bottles of Screwball, but I don't know if you can ship alcohol. So I asked Nick, and Nick Can't. said, just tell them, package it yourself, and tell them it's olive oil. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> if you tell them that. I use a flat rate box, too. No, because... Uh, um, oh, post office no, is the same we're way. Overnighting. We're yeah. overnighting. We're overnighting. We're, 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 we're overnighting. overnighting. Not not flat rating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. We have, we have that here. The screwball peanut butter whiskey. We have that. My friends are obsessed with it. Oh, I love it. I have two little uh, bottles in my freezer right now. <laughs> Gosh. I did have one shot of it. I'm like, holy crap! It really does taste like peanut butter. Yeah. Wow. So, this is bad. So Saber actually got this um, uh, Belching Beaver Brewing mm -hmm. Company. They have a peanut, peanut butter, butter milk stout. Yeah, she got it, mm -hmm. and I'm like, what the hell? I remember having <laughs> it the first time. It was at a comedy show, and it's not bad. It's, it's really good. It's a nice stout. They also have something called Viva La Beaver, which is a Mexican chocolate peanut butter milk stout but i told her like making a beer float with it like ice cream and everything like that god that would turn out so freaking good and now it's silent i don't like beer <laughs> uh, I was just you don't like beer i was just gonna ask you if you had a favorite oh. type of beer i like cider and meat oh and I, lo liquor. I love cider as i've gotten older ipas have kind of been my less frequent beverage and I picked it up with either hard seltzer or cider. Like, I don't know. What, what's the difference between cider and beer? There has to be some. I'm not like an alcohol guru. Yes. But like, there's something in beer that I just, I don't like the taste. So I, it's the, it's the fermentation like it. process. No, they're both fermented. Uh, ferment, they both go through fermentation. That's what creates sugar, creates ethanol. I'm a bartender also, just so that you know. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. So what is the difference? Why do I like cider and not a beer? Um, well, ciders are more crisp and sweeter, uh, where beer kind of goes through. Um, you probably don't like, like, you probably don't like the, um, the like the grain the barley you probably don't like all that stuff I don't and know. um my ex-girlfriend her parents opened a brewery and so i got really into beer through that and i'm telling you when people are brewing beer it is muggy and it smells and that's called wart it's the it's the excess water that comes out of beer that, that you end up getting put back into it as you're processing it, and that's eventually what becomes the beer and uh it uh -huh. smells and it's just honestly a lot of people don't like it because it's just it just tastes like bread, like wet bread. Cause it's all it the. It's like, 
It just tastes like bleh. I don't know. Yeah, like, and then cider just, is I just ju it's just juice and sugar fermented to create ethanol, which creates alcohol. Um, that's why oh. ciders are sweeter. And because, uh, like, like for example, Ace Pineapple Cider is my favorite cider. It's apple cider but mixed with pineapple juice, and it's super delicious. Oh, so it's just like so. Like ciders are like the fruity mixed drinks. Absolutely. So that's why I like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, uh, I mean, like, I need my fruity mixtures. Yeah, like uh, that's why there's like different, like that's why for ciders you always see different flavors, like uh, uh, fruit flavors. Oh. Yeah, like when they make a uh, like when they make hooch in in prison, that's why they take fruit because fruit has sugar, and when you let it ferment in a little in their baggie and stuff like that, that's what creates ethanol, and that's what creates alcohol. Yeah, and, and equals to yummy, yumminess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and of course, mead, that's just like honey wine. I'm like, whatever this is, I like it. <laughs> that's even yummier. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> no, like, so have you ever heard, you guys know Renaissance festivals, right? Oh, absolutely. Like, so when, so I went to Worlds, and my, my round trip ticket was in and out of Houston. So um, when I came back to Houston, it was Thanksgiving weekend. So I spent time with uh, a friend of mine and his family, and then um, visit other powerlifting friends. And I was leaving Saturday, and he's like, "You are not leaving Saturday. You are staying. You're going to Renaissance Festival. Like I will pay you to say we're changing your ticket." <laughs> and that was Randy Earl. And so Randy Earl made me stay, and I went to Renaissance. And, oh, my gosh, it's huge in Houston, for one. Or the above Houston, North. I don't know what's in Houston. And so my friend Aaron, he was like, you got to try the mead. And so the first one he bought, I was hooked on. And, like, throughout the whole day, I'm like, when are we going to go back to that mead? When are we going to go back to that mead? <laughs> like, I was a broken record. <laughs> oh, my God. I've never had mead. One little shot. <laughs> what does mead taste like? I've never had mead before. It is just, well, there's so many different ones, but this, it was just, it was sweet, and it was smooth, and, like, I don't know how to describe it. It was just amazing. I've had moonshine before. <laughs> um, but I it, like, it came in a wine bottle. Like, I was like, it, like, it sort of pop up and cork and everything. So it was really cool to get it out of that. So finally went back, got a bottle, and then we watched Jousting, and at the end of the day, I, I like inhaled it in a half hour. Which oh. <laughs> <laughs> was really dumb. But I was like, no, but here's the kicker. So I was still playing Pokemon Go because the Ren Renaissance Festival, it had Pokestops and gyms and shit. And Everyone's in character. And she's like, wait a minute. Technology. Right. Exactly. They got mad at me. Everybody's <laughs> like, there's here. I want to catch them. I'm taking over the gym. I don't care. You guys need a hack throwing. I'm going to take over the gym. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Moral today's yeah, podcast, Pokemon Go over everything. A, yeah. Well, okay. When you had to pay for it, I didn't want to pay for it. I didn't care and whatever. It was more fun watching my friends throwing it and trying to hit the target than actually participating. It was way more fun watching them. <laughs> but... But the jousting, I really didn't pay attention. I was you know, drinking my meat. I'm like, oh, there's a kink race. I'm going to do that kink race. <laughs> I get up, I'm like, oh, that, wow, that alcohol hit me. Try to walk, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like trying to walk to get to the kink race. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just there. I'm just there. Okay, start the race. I'm sweet. Somebody else started at 60 seconds left. Awesome. Sweet. They can push, they can do the race for me. I don't think I can push the button. <laughs> <laughs> and then, wobbly walk back to my seat. <laughs> and then, like, did the clean grade. And then I caught it. It wasn't shiny. I pissed off. And then everybody's like, I took time to go home. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I cannot walk. <laughs> And that right there is the life lesson that we all need to learn. Came in soccer now. Oh, funny. 
Well, we're going to let you go. Um, I know we got to rest of your day. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Oh, yeah, and we'll, we'll definitely have you on again soon um, when things start going back to semi-normal. Yeah. So, but yeah. Uh, and off with a little drunken story. <laughs> send, send us a picture because we're going to post it on our podcast Instagram. Okay, I look up like, yeah, I got nice bed head, don't worry. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, goodbye. Bye. Or should I hang up? Or should no. I just record? <laughs> we'll, we'll do the hanging up. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye. Bye, guys. Wow. She, she is full of energy. <laughs> I'm over here trying to get down my first cup of coffee, and I'm trying to, like, match the energy. And Honestly, like, I don't think she, that is not caffeinated energy. That's just energy. energy. I think that's just her energy. <laughs> I man, I don't know what she's taking in the morning, but I need it. I need to take. I need it too. Like, damn. But no, very sweet person. I need. And honestly, I I now need to go find some mead. Right. Maybe that's that's the secret. That's what I got. (laughs) She got so excited over talking about mead. Yeah. Like that level of energy and that level of passion. For mead. (laughs) For mead. Oh man, but yeah. She, sweet girl, strong as hell. Um, I watched a video she posted not too long ago. Um, she set like three world records, uh, but this was like five, six years ago. Well, in the span so, in the span of a seventeen year career, that's not very. I know, uh, not very long ago. I know, right? <laughs> seventeen years. I'm like thinking to myself, okay, in two thousand three, I was, I like, I'm thinking to myself, like, where was I in two thousand three? I was coming out of junior high, getting ready for high school. No. 2003? Actually, no. No, because you and I are about the same age. Yeah, I started in 2006. Never mind. I was leaving elementary school, going into middle school. Junior high. Uh, junior high, yeah. Whatever you say. What a, dude, shut up. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but, yeah, that is... Uh, That's, that, this week's podcast, finally we were oh, able to get she, a guest. She sent it. And we're slowly getting into... I <laughs> bet Bedhead and AirPods. Look at that. <laughs> if only you guys can see my bedhead right now with my little bun. Oh, the the cute. Actually, I'm gonna get a picture of it. And I'm gonna post it on the uh, post it on the podcast page for you guys. Oh, okay. Let's let's see the bedhead and bun. Do you see it? Yep, got it. It's not much, but it's my bun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's that's what we got for you, and we are trying to do as many episodes as possible and we're not doing like the every week like we used to because schedules don't match up as well as they used to yeah and then with Um, work i mean yeah so we appreciate all you guys sticking with us uh and also we can't forget to mention warfare and clothing uh use power comedy at checkout to get 20 percent off your entire purchase um and also go check out uh power belly fam on instagram um i'm actually wearing one of their hats right now very comfy and um yeah so again thanks for sticking with us uh we'll try to get another episode into you guys next week or within the next couple weeks so so stay safe wear your mask don't be an asshole (laughs) goodbye (laughs) bye